Hey guys, welcome to episode 106 with my guest, the wonderful Jeanette McCurdy. I feel like I'm going to be getting some new listeners to this episode because Jeanette has such an amazing network of awesome fans. Uh, If that's the case, I want to welcome you guys in. I certainly do that during the episode itself, but uh, I did want to just say hello and welcome you to the podcast. Um, If you are familiar with Jeanette's movie, The Best Player, which was a really fun Nickelodeon movie. Uh, I played her mom in that movie. Um, That's right, guys. I played the mother of a person I feel could be my sister. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I'm so, so, so excited that Jeanette was able to to do the podcast. I just think the world of her. And uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. And um, boy, you're going to learn a lot about me if you are a fan of Jeanette's and you don't know who I am. I really do a lot of talking this episode. That just happens sometimes when I get super excited about about a, a particular conversation that's happening. Also, for regular janitors, aka regular janitors, aka people who listen to the podcast all the time. You know, I just really like the sound of my own voice. That's why I started a podcast. Uh, I want to get some shout outs out there on the Nerdist page, Rob and PJ for weighing in on Susie Nakamura's episode. I want to thank uh, Shmoo, Matthew and Kenneth for your Facebook posts. Um, I want to quickly acknowledge uh, my dear, dear friend and listener, Joseph Young, who sent me three extraordinary t-shirts, uh, totally not connected to my own t-shirts, which are absolutely in production. Um, for those of you who have t-shirts that you got for the 100th episode, please know that those are in production. I just approved another um, version of one, so hopefully they'll be done in a couple weeks. I hope. Um, And anybody else who has outstanding stuff uh, from the 100th episode, um, do reach out to me if you're waiting on something and you haven't heard from me and you're wondering what's going on. Also, for those of you that were setting up an individual, you know, advice chats or Skype Skype chats or MASH games with... um, uh, let's let's make it happen. Uh, I know I've been traveling a lot, but please know that it is a priority. Okay, and then the other thing I want to do do uh, is quickly just acknowledge again that um, I'm going to be in Chicago this weekend at C2E2 with a Thrilling Adventure Hour. We have an improv show on Friday night, a Thrilling Adventure Hour show Saturday night, and then signings during the day. I will be signing at 1 p.m. Uh, in the convention hall uh, on both days, Saturday and Sunday. And then, uh, of course, also Bridgetown Comedy Festival, uh, Sunday, May 11th. But I'm also going to be doing some other stuff during the course of that weekend up in Portland. And then I uh, also want to do just let you guys know, those of you who may be in the Florida area, I will be at Night Recon, which is in Orlando, the second weekend of June. So that's June 7th and 8th. Um, Okay, great. Guys, I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Listen, I'm already recording. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I will say that I am struck with the horror of you being my first guest who who's, has played my daughter. <laughs> like, that is, seems bananas to me. In part because I don't have children. Yeah. I mean, I could have had I could have had you, but I, I would have been a teen so. pregnant. You looked like four years older than me. I love you so much. It was ridiculous. I felt like there was no... 
I was so confused when I saw you. <laughs> I was like, wait, but this is not... Because I was already uh, playing a character that was too young for my age, you know? Right. So then to have you on top of that, it was like, um, wow, I feel really <laughs> well. And, and the whole reason behind it, as we quickly figured out, of course, was that Jerry... Yeah. who was on iCarly with you was yeah. like supposed to be the love interest. So it couldn't be, it had to be someone his age. Mm-hmm. So no, one, just no one did the math. It was just like tucked under the rug. Like, yeah, uh-huh. let's not worry about wait, that. Wait, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> their kids, they don't know. Exactly. They don't know. They don't care. Uh-huh. Um, but that was so much fun doing that movie up there with you. It was fun. I like that one. Um, remember that restaurant we went to on the first day? Yeah. Amir's Amir. Yeah. It's like really, he's good at organizing stuff like that. He's I'm great terrible at organizing at that. stuff. I went to a Persian food with him. Like five, like, God, now maybe two months ago. Yeah, and it was I remember, the first time I'd he seen invited him. me. And <laughs> I think? couldn't go. Hmm, that's a bummer. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, and yeah, he, lo- I love, I, I love that he just like wanted to round everybody up like yeah. that. Because it's such a nice, when you're shooting something out of town, it's so nice to like connect with people. Yeah. You know? I was glad that he, um, yeah, he made it very like familial, and I think I w- it wasn't something I was. Um, I mean, I guess I was used to in in other sets and things, but just to be like away on a set and to be experiencing that. And I thought because I was usually if I was really close to people, it's because they were my age. So I thought like, oh, I'm going to be really on my own for this yeah. movie because there were no other really kids. There but really was, weren't. I guess yeah. there were a couple of people that came in to be like your. There was a the guy yeah. who was your love interest, and mm-hmm. well, I was like too nervous to talk around. It was the worst. <laughs> He was handsome. Yeah. Wasn't he have a French name? Yeah, Jean-Luc Bilodeau. Oh, Jean-Luc. <laughs> You're like, I barely remember. His name is his full name is Jean-Luc. He lives at blah, 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 blah. Same color. And then was there a girl too? It's funny because I feel like, I guess we didn't really, I didn't work with him at all. So no wonder I never saw them. <laughs> no, there's just him. And then there was some ki- there, a guy named um, Nick who was my, he was supposed to have had a crush on me. And he was right. really sweet. Um, and we did all our schooling together. Um, oh right, right, right. I, w- I wanted to like hang out with Jean Luc, but Jean Luc was uh, in he was already graduated, so he I had he had yeah, no school there was requirements. No and then I felt bad because in between takes, he would talk to me. And he was so sweet, but I just felt like it was it was a pity conversation. Oh, where it's like no. I have to be talking. You were the star of the movie. <laughs> no, I just pity felt- conversation. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. I understand. I mean, I've definitely been there. Don't get me wrong, but I, I also feel that. like I'm thinking of places. I'm thinking of situations in which I was definitely not the star of something and like whoever <laughs> i was doing it with was the star and they would give have pity conversations with me <laughs> ay, ay, ay. yeah because at that point you kind of feel like you wish you could just have an agreement where you're like listen you i get you that you really don't want to talk to me i just to yeah me. yeah <laughs> that's so, so to like <laughs> debasing to yourself mm-hmm. and of course they would be like what no uh-huh. mm-hmm. so there's no way out mm-hmm. there's no way but out. then you'd never know what their real intention was and why they were talking to you Ugh. I know, so it remains a mystery, a beautiful French-Canadian mystery. <laughs> he was Canadian, right? Yeah, and now he's on like an ABC Family show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're just, you, like to keep, you like to support people you've worked do, with in the past. I do, In a very general way, no harm done, no harm done. No Google searches um, or anything. And then the other thing I remember, and tell me if you had this experience too, because I've talked about this on the podcast before, was just discovering that while I had worked in Vancouver in the spring and fall in the past and was like, guys, I'm pretty sure I'm going to move here. Like I want to be on a show here full time. Mm -hmm. And then we did that movie into like Thanksgiving time. Mm -hmm. And it was like dark all day, Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. raining. 
I started to get bummed out. <laughs> really? Yeah, I kind of did. Just because I would wake up and I'd be like, yep, time to go to work in the dark. And then <laughs> we'll work for a little while with yeah. my parka. We'll work for a while and it'll get dark while we're still working. So it'll be like four <laughs> o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get done and it'll feel like midnight, even if it's like six or seven. Did you guys like go out afterward or anything to keep it like lively? Or I feel like Amir and Jerry did. Yeah. Um, I am such a nerd. I mean, really? I really was like, I was getting up in the morning and I think I you did saw the you at the gym. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Because I couldn't go running, which yeah. I wanted to do because the weather was so bad. So it was mm-hmm. like running in the gym in the dark in the morning. <laughs> and then at night, yeah, they would be like, we're going to go to the bar. Do you want to come with us? And I would be like, <sighs> <laughs> No. Okay. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with them like on our days off. Yeah, and you guys went to like skiing it. or something, right? No, no. <laughs> I swear, Amir maybe went, he maybe did. Amir you know what? Alone. I think Nina came Nina. up and oh, okay. he went with her. Okay, yeah, that his... makes me feel better because I thought everybody went on a big ski no. trip and I had to go out of town for the weekend. So oh yeah, I like, you oh, were. God, I you missed were so it. busy, but yeah, it was, we're that always was so like, busy. I think, no, I think that was my busiest time. Everything kind of you know got a little. I was doing music then, so that was I was like out of town for that kind of stuff. But then I stopped doing music shortly after, and everything became a lot easier. It just seemed like horrible. So I remember thinking, perhaps in the most maternal way I could, considering <laughs> how we both felt like I wasn't your mom. Uh, but I do remember <laughs> feeling like, oh my god, I the times that I've been as busy as you are, like busy at home is different than busy travel. Right. You know what I mean? And right. I remember the times when I had to like fly red eyes to uh, go do another job yeah. and then fly a red eye to come home and keep working. Yeah. I was so fragile. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, I hope she's okay. Cause just from a human point yeah. of view, I mean, it's brutal. And it does things to you physically too, that you don't even uh, like, anticipate, like my skin would dry out and then I was getting like weird acne problems. And then I would try and use medication to clear that up. But then the medication, my skin was too sensitive for the medication. So I was like that weird kid who's like allergic to a lot and traveling wasn't good. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, let me ask you this, because um, that's the other thing I was going to say is I have so many women. I know you listen to Mindy's episode, but I have women in their kind of I think the youngest I've had is like probably mid 20s all the way up from there. Um, Your teenage years are not too far behind. I mean, how old were you when we did best player? You were playing 15. Yeah, I think I was uh, either I was 17 or 18, maybe 17. Yeah. 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 And so you 17 and you, I think, are the first where well, you're one of the first people that I can think of who really has been working and worked all through your teenage years. Yeah. And you were just, we were just joking about that one before I <laughs> turned on the uh, microphones about these, uh, what do you call them? I guess cootie catchers again, totally never comfortable saying that. Um, and how you like, and how you're homeschooled and how, you know, you're, interaction with other kids was more limited than it would have been if you had gone to like a private or a public school yeah i was i was always very like i did a lot of extracurricular activities and things and i made friends i made friends pretty easily um but i always had a weird a weird feeling of inferiority which even like when i was talking about talking to jean-luc and things how i felt like oh does he really feel like he has to have a conversation with me i always felt like that weird the person like oh they don't have to do this you know like oh i feel bad i don't really want to intrude on them so i I think if any if homeschooling did anything to my uh demeanor in a not so positive way that would be it but otherwise it was it was all fun and i was social and i wasn't locked in a closet or anything did you have other no because that's the other thing i didn't realize is i had um, my friend Sarah was on the podcast and she was homeschooled, but, um, I think I'm thinking of the right person who was homeschooled, yeah. but she was homeschooled with like some other kids from the neighborhood. Was it just oh, you? Cool. It was me and my, uh, all of my elder brothers were homeschooled, um, until my oldest brother decided to go to his junior and senior year of high school. But then my other two siblings and myself were all homeschooled throughout 
high school and everything. And I was going to go to public high school, but then that's when I booked uh, the Nickelodeon show iCarly, and that's I started doing that when I was fourteen. Yeah, so it didn't really. They were like, so hey, were you? And remind me, were you here for all of that, or was this elsewhere? Yeah. No, I was. Uh, I was born in, in uh, Garden Grove in Orange County, and uh, lived there my whole life until I moved to Burbank when I was like seventeen, just so I could be closer to work. Yeah, and then uh, Hollywood later, and uh, yeah. What? Um, how many brother? Are you, how many brothers do you have? And what Three. are their their ages? Three older brothers, and they are. Oh God, it gets harder. It's weird, and I, I used to know them so e- their ages so easily, and now since we've gotten older, you it's have to like, do the math. Yeah. So my eldest brother is thirty, and then uh, twenty six. Marcus is thirty. Dustin's twenty six, and Scotty is twenty four. Okay. Yeah. Well, they did the good. They do really did a pretty good. Like you wait that you do this mm-hmm. and that you have them at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, they are well planned. And you're still really tight with your family, right? Yeah. Because your and your mom was definitely was your dad up there too, or just your mom? Uh, you mean in Garden Grove? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Uh, at the in, oh, in Vancouver. Canada? Sorry. No, I think maybe you, he came up for like a day or two. Yeah. Um, but my <laughs> my mom was there the whole time, and then my grandfather came up, and then my brother Scotty. <gasps> right. Up. Oh my God, I forgot your grandfather came affair. up. Yeah. I remember that now. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so sweet and great. Mm -hmm. He was obsessed with you. Like, and he has a very, (laughs) like, in a sweet, not creepy, but also a little bit like, okay, Grandpa, like, let's maybe one less lesson. It's about her at the table tonight. Oh my gosh. He's like, it's just her. She glows. Just her whole face lights up. Oh my gosh. Okay. I seriously, I feel like I never blush. I may be blushing over your sweet, sweet grandpa. That is adorable. That is so incredibly nice. Oh, you just made my day. Um, <laughs> oh wow and so and so your reasons for your for your uh, parents homeschooling you were they just kind of looking at the sad state of public school in orange county or um my oldest brother when he started he started going to public school he did like preschool and then kindergarten then when he was in like second grade he had a, a bad experience with a, a teacher of his and my mom was like i gotta take him out of public school this is not working um and she she saw somewhere like at the bottom oh i think it was to take him out of the public school she had to like sign papers or something because Mm. they wanted all this they want the reasons why and you know back then homeschooling was really weird and uncharacteristic but at the bottom there was like a little clause that kind of explained like homeschooling or something as an alternative that she could have checked as a as like what she was going to do and she had uh, thought that she was going to enroll him in a different public school but then she saw that and thought oh i'll just try uh homeschooling that's amazing Mm -hmm. that it actually came from seeing it as an option being like yeah. wait a minute hold on as if it were like <laughs> let's see i could get a french roll a bagel or a croissant i could get my turkey sandwich on a croissant <laughs> to make like that huge of a life change for your brother based on like uh, you know i saw there was this other box i could mark yeah it's exactly. so interesting yeah but I feel, and, that, and then that's a huge commitment for a parent to make, right? To kind of go, all right, I want to be involved in this way. Yeah. She really had no kind of like other person no. like showing her the, that's so No, amazing. she had no. Um, like no roadmap. No, she of. had no roadmap. She had, had no like teaching experience or anything. And she was going to, she used to, she was a hairdresser. And then she had started taking like law school classes at night because she wanted to like further education and stuff. Um, and this was while we were all very young. Um, but then once that happened with my brother, she thought, I just have to kind of take charge here and, you know, help him with his homework. And luckily, my eldest brother was really smart and very independent. So he would just kind of read and could do all his work on his own. He's definitely the smartest of, of all of us. But um, I'm going to tell each of your other brothers. Go <laughs> email them now. Uh-huh. They would. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> okay. absolutely would. All right. Smart in different ways. My eldest brother's like a math. He's a computer engineer. He's like a math genius. Just equations and patterns and things like that that are baffling none of my other brothers or myself could could 
think in that way. Um, and my other two brothers are really like good with art. Um, and I'm not good on either of those ends, <laughs> but, uh, also one of my brothers is like with like history and English and I don't know. So they're all, they're just different, smart, yeah. different. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Actually, it's funny you would say that because as you were describing that, I was thinking about, um, my, all the cousins on my mom's side yeah. and you have how like a big family, I feel, right? yeah, my, mm-hmm. on my mom's side, on my dad's side, I have a very small family on mm-hmm. my dad's side. It's like my dad, my aunt and my aunt's son. And that's it. It's like, yeah. if we had a family reunion, it would be the four of us, honestly. <laughs> so it's kind of like small pickings, but, yeah. um, but on my mom's side, who's Mormon, yeah. there's, she had three siblings and then they've all had a million kids, not a million kids, yeah. but yeah. But so I'm the only <laughs> one in the family though. that's, it goes like, I think it's like, it, it is kind of funny because there's like me by myself and then there's another and then one of my uncle has two kids. So you have like the one, two, and then it jumps to like four and five or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad that I can't remember. But like I have a lot of cousins. <laughs> I feel like there's 11 of us. There might be 12. Wow. Because my mom, one of my mom's sisters, um, I feel terrible that I can't. Like if I sat and counted out the names, I would yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But my mom, one of my mom's sisters, I see so rarely. It's so sad, yeah. but I see them so rarely that, and their kids, the kids are so much younger than me. Like the youngest is so young that I think I've met him once. Mm. It's sad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like we all keep it. Like we're all on a family newsletter and stuff, so I know what's going on in you all keep of up their the speed, lives. But it's just not. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. like I'm not. You don't get that face to face time, so it gets a little bit confusing. And she had like yeah. a bunch of boys and one girl. So, mm-hmm. um, but I do feel like a terrible family member being like, <laughs> "How many cousins do I have?" <laughs> I count them out. Yeah, it's feel. I feel gross about that. But anyway, they are all. Everyone on my mom's side of the family is so incredibly bright. Yeah, and I feel like without fail, almost every single one of them who is adult enough to have a job is doing something either like mind-boggling to me that I can't wrap my head around, like wanting to be a rocket scientist or what. I mean, literally rocket. Yeah. Or, oh or they're like in nursing or something yeah. where I feel like, oh boy, I really am not giving back in yeah. any kind of a real way. Like mm-hmm. it's a way to sort of speaking of feeling inferior. It's a yeah. real way. And and they're all like, you're on a cartoon, you're on TV. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I know you guys it, are really doing like, the it does good work. weird things. And one of my friends just moved to um, Africa and she is working at an adoption center. And every, like every weekend she uploads some pictures and like, Hey, here's how you can help share this link here. And she also helps animals on like on the weekends, just as this little <laughs> side thing and it, yeah. <laughs> yesterday she uploaded a picture of her like walking with lions literally <laughs> lions and there's like a Amazing. prairie beyond her and she's looking just perfectly at the camera <laughs> i was like i'm gonna go to here's a picture of me yeah. at the grocery store buying exactly. cereal mm-hmm. just doing the good work yeah amazing <laughs> amazing but the other thing that i'll say is and i'm sure that you get told this all the time but this is just obviously my personal observation is that you know for somebody who's worked and been you know well known certainly by a large group of some kinds of people yeah toddlers (laughs) nickelodeon fans country music fans um that you just are so grounded you know you don't there's and and i feel like and i know i said this to you when we work together and i i just know that you know this about yourself because i'm sure everyone always says it but like that is rare you know it is unusual it can be very unusual i guess but sometimes i actually get in my head about that because then i you know a lot of people tell me that and then i wonder well am i am i like attempting to be that because i because people expect that or like you know, what if I just went crazy one day and I like, got all these fur vests <laughs> and like Macklemore? <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. at the top of the list. <laughs> the one thing I'm denying myself because I have to is fur vests. <laughs> just wouldn't fit my nice person image. 
Oh, you're like, you know. And then I just would buy all these snakes, and I would have snakes. I would be wearing pet snakes. <laughs> I have a parrot on my shoulder. Of course you would. And I just start like would. throwing lattes at people, <laughs> like normal famous teenagers in Los Angeles. Guys, Peeing come on, we all things. know one or two. Um, no, but like, I don't know because I think that. And I'll say this too. I'm doing all the talking because now I'm just like taking you apart in front of your eyes. But I also feel like the relationship that you have to your fans is, um, is very inclusive. And I remember thinking that too. And I think that, um, you know, it's possible that subconsciously it inspired me because I wasn't doing my podcast yet, but I feel like you do the same thing I do, which is my assumption is that people who like what I do are people I would want to be friends with. Absolutely. So I just treat them, I just treat, you know, that's why I'm like, you guys know, Mm -hmm. because I feel like Mm -hmm. I've never, I never meet somebody through the podcast or mm-hmm. through Cora or whatever yeah. that I'm not like, well, you're great. Yeah. I you could know? sit and chat with yeah, you. Yeah. We're kindred have, spirits. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And so I think when you like in your, in the video diaries that you're doing and in just the, your blog and like the way that you yeah. communicate with people is, yeah. is it's not an inferiority thing. It's just you being like, well, I'm not any, I mean, yeah. yes, I have the opportunity to be doing this stuff, but that doesn't mean that like somehow I'm elevated in a way that makes me like, yeah. My children. Yeah. You know, like uh-huh. yeah, Lady Gaga is also very accessible to her fans, but in more of like a, yeah. I'm a prophet Little kind monsters. of way. Yeah. yeah. Pray to me at night. Yeah, yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of like, okay, we're like, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm if I was sitting on a bus and you were sitting on a bus, we might laugh about the same thing. Yeah. Like that's sort of the exactly. same assumption. I think okay. that's so great. And that's gotta be such a product of your upbringing. I mean, how could it not be? Yeah, I'm I think so. My mom was always very my mom was like the talking to strangers type. Her her biggest Motto was like, oh, always give somebody a compliment as long as it's sincere. But like, try and give as many compliments as you can because you never know when that's going to make somebody's day. And then, uh, I don't, yeah, I guess it was just kind of her. She had a really great, um, really great attitude. Every neighborhood kid wanted to hang out at our house. Every time we had friends over, they wanted our mom to be their mom. Uh-huh. Uh, when we went up, I, you know, growing up, I went to church and everything. And my my mom would be like the teacher of some of the, the Sunday school classes. And every kid would be like, Debbie, they like make her cards and things. And I got so jealous. I'd be like, you should just like not get, I don't like how you drew her. She would not like her nose in that picture. Like you need to tuck that back under your chair. Um, but that is true. That can be tricky. I think when you're younger is like feeling like everyone loves your mom like it's your mom yeah Cause there is because there i think all children when we're going through the phase where we're like in love with our parents or whatever yeah. we want to feel like that short we're moment. special to them <laughs> too yeah. you know of course. and oh yeah <laughs> Jeanette. please don't talk to my mother right now right now she's just a mom not a teacher thanks oh my gosh mm-hmm. and was there was the church community uh like something that you felt really connected to when you were growing up? Um, I did for, I did for a little bit. I felt, um, I like I have, I actually still have a lot of friends, um, that go to church and everything. And, uh, a lot of them are, have, they went to BYU and they like, they are having kids and they were starting families. But, uh, the, a big thing that sort of created uh, some reservations in my head was when I was in a lesson and uh the lesson was on just like it was you know young women's or whatever when you when you start there and it was one of my first lessons going into that new kind of age division and um being taught kind of thing seeing like oh what's this about it's not achievement days anymore where you're doing like crafts it's like you're actually learning things you yeah. know that have to do with the church church and the ideas of the church uh and the the teacher and I you know 
I don't mean to blame her, but I feel like, you know, a a lot of the way that she was teaching was maybe what irritated me. But she was talking about how it's a woman's job to stay at home and raise the kids and not work. And uh, it just it was like it hit me so hard. So I raised my hand and I was like, well, what if what if, you know, you want to work? What if you want to you have goals and dreams and things that you want to um, pursue? And can't you can't you do that as well? And she's like, you can as long as it's with the confines of like what we believe in, as long as you're able to make time for your family and, you know, cook the meals. And it's important to keep that, you know, mother hen kind of vibe. And that like traumatized me. (laughs) I hated hearing that. I went home to my mom and I was crying and I was like, I don't know. I don't want to go back right now. I don't want to go back for a while. So I didn't. And then I tried it like a couple times. Um, since then I would, I would go and things, but, um, it just never, once that those, you know, reservations ticked in it never really yeah it's hard i was i mean not to i don't want to make we don't have to make the whole podcast about this but i didn't know where you were with the church and because i have family who are mormon i've talked about this on the podcast before especially with kara santa maria who was another she's a sort of whatever you want to call a lapsed mormon or you know whatever um but (laughs) it is but i am but i do feel a kin i feel a kinship with mormons yeah in general, because yeah. why wouldn't I? I grew up around them. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like an extra kinship with people who've been in the church and aren't participating same, anymore. Same here. Because yeah. I feel like there is... I mean, I heard the same things. And yeah. then I also was told... Um, you know, again, biased teacher. And it's interesting because it really is like, that's when you start to see doctrines of any kind falling apart, whether it's the U S constitution, whether it's, you know, Muslim, whether it's Mm -hmm. wherever you are, it's like the way that human interpretation goes Mm -hmm. as well can Mm -hmm. like instantly like, Mm -hmm. you know, tint or taint, whatever the lens that you're looking at this thing through. And to have a teacher who was like, fully aware that my parents were divorced and my dad was an atheist and yeah. to still say in a classroom that I was sitting in, you know, sons and daughters of perdition, the yeah. people who, who have the truth and then reject it. Those are really the only ones that like have to worry about hell. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I raised and my hand like, and was like, I'm sorry, are you, I, maybe I misunderstood. Are you thinking that my dad is going to hell? <laughs> and they were like, well, he's going to burn a lot. Essentially. Yes. You know what I mean? So, and so that part of you just clicks off. There's just like yeah. this part of you that's like, that's huh, what happened. There's the first mark. Like, okay, yes. go ahead and put that in the column of don't want to believe that, yeah, you know? Exactly. And I felt even when I raised my hand and I brought up any sort of a question, I felt like I was met with such a defensive, like, <laughs> no, like that would never, you just must be the, the mother. And like, that's your role and duty in this life. That kind of just like freaked me out. And I thought, well, if you're going to like, there are a million things that you're crossing right then because then you're judging me for what I'm saying. And just by asking an innocent question and saying, well, I have things that I want to do with my life. Why do I have to do it this one way? Yeah. Can I believe certain things and still do this? And it was just like, no, it was like this Which is so crazy down. because, I mean, for, for sure there are plenty of, I think there are Mormon feminists, you know, like I don't, because in fact, there's one, a girl on Teresa. I don't know if you still listen to the podcast, but eventually yeah. um, I want her to do it. But I, there's a girl who, um, whose name is Teresa Edmonds, shout out to Teresa, who has stayed within the church and is really wow. endeavoring to bring feminism to the church to like stay hmm. in it and change it from the inside and say, these are the things I believe. Wow. And I need you guys to catch up with you know, society and freedom and civil rights and stuff in these good ways for her. and good for her. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't have like, I, I don't even believe in 
I mean, yeah. all due respect, like I just, I don't believe in Joseph Smith. So yeah. that was, but my God, those moments, I can't remember if I've ever said this on a podcast before, but those moments in testimony meetings yeah, when people would get up and feel so moved by the spirit or whatever yeah. it was that was going on inside them. And they would cry and say like, I know, like, I know that beautiful moment where you're watching someone else's faith and you're uh, like, God, that's so attractive. Like, I wish I oh felt God. that. Oh, my God. You know God. what I mean? Yes. It is a very moving experience to watch someone be so certain. Yes. And I remember thinking, like, God, I want to feel that way about oh something, you know? That's, it, that's so... Okay, my mother was, like, a beacon in, within the church. Like, people, you know, she would bear her testimony and things. And I think, you know, people would flock to her and get her opinions on everything because she was just so... She was so vocal about her faith and everything. Um, and it, w- it was so hard for me to grow up because I, I definitely had doubt very early and I, I didn't, I, I didn't like, oh God, this is terrible, but I never like enjoyed going to church. Like even when I was very, very young, I'd be like, oh, I get to like eat Cheerios while these people talk. Oh my gosh, talk. Logically, there will be a Ziploc yeah. bag full of Cheerios. Full of Cheerios. And I always want frosted because I was like, fuck this. I'm going to yeah. have sugar on my Cheerios. <laughs> I know the other kids don't believe in sugar, but I'm going to have this. <laughs> But my, my mom had this faith that was, it was so compelling and so beautiful to me. And I hated that I didn't have it. And I hated, you know, even while she was, uh, you know, while she, while she was dying and while she was going through chemotherapy and her belief never faltered. Like it was unwavering. Mm. And it, it was so amazing to watch. And I just, it killed me because I thought, I want that. I want, I want to, I mean, God, like you said, anything. I'll believe, if I could believe in love to that degree and believe that that lasts or something, but it, it's, you know, maybe someday there will be something that I, that I have that belief. Santa Claus is what I have That's that it. Hold in. on to it. You know? Hold on tight. He Just, is real. He is looking after us. Going to bring me presents. Yeah. It's really interesting. Did your brother serve missions? No. None Did, of So them. none of, none of no, your family no. My oldest is, brother, uh, is attending? No, none. My oldest brother um, stopped going when he was like... God, around the same when I stopped and I was little, he was he would have stopped around that same time. He was nine years older than me, so he was maybe like sixteen, seventeen. And then my other brothers never went uh, really that much at all. It's cool though that that didn't rupture your family. It doesn't yeah. sound like you know because that is no. something that happens sometimes where people just stop talking to people, not just with Mormon faith, but other. Yeah, I think you know my mom's um, my mom's side of the family was not is not Mormon, so I think you know. I don't know if we if ties would have been broken if they had been and it would have been sort of uncomfortable and my dad's side like a little bit of my dad's side is but most of them aren't. Oh, interesting. So yeah, it's very much like Did they did your united. mom so did your mom convert? Um she did. When she was she was uh she started going to church when she was little because of some like neighbor or something. They yeah. got her. <laughs> they got <laughs> they got that's her. That's terrible. <laughs> that's not what I mean. Once in a while I'll get like a I'll get like a notice from something. I feel like I got like, um, you know, like a note left on my door yeah. from the missionaries who were mm-hmm. like, we found you. <laughs> and they don't mean it in like, a, you know what I mean? I know. It's the, but like my dad had himself excommunicated. Really? Yeah. He had himself taken off the books because really? he converted for my mom wow. when they, because she wanted to get married in the temple. He converted for her. Yeah. And then he just said, this is not going to yeah. work. Yeah. Well, it's a lot. Mm hmm. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot to take on. Yeah. It's interesting too cuz like as you get older and you sort of look at yourself in relationships not just with um partners but like in friendships and stuff. It I still all due respect to everyone I've ever loved or still love. I don't know if anybody could have gotten me to do something that 
big and different mm-hmm. from what I do now. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it would be different if I hadn't, because my dad was never religious yeah. growing up, but maybe if he had been, he wouldn't be so quick to be like, if oh, this is what you want, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But to be that in that place, like wow. to be younger than I am, way younger than I am now. Yeah. And for him to be like, yeah, I'll maybe, do this. Yeah, yeah, I want to be with you if this is what's going to make you happy. And then to find out like, this is a wow. huge commitment. It was like, a drinker, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just so much about his life that he had to change. Mm-hmm. How long can that go on? Mm-hmm. And if you don't really believe it, if you're not like, oh, I found my truth in this mm-hmm. thing that you also believe. Yeah, and for the people who who have, uh, it's it's sort of similar to my mom. Like I have a couple friends who even, you know, on set or whatever, just people who work in the crew who are Mormon or people that I've come across um, where it's like, it, it was a, you know, it was a thing of my much younger past. And I feel like they, I feel like they find it. Like, I, they'll be like, hello, Jeanette. Like, <laughs> if you want to like go to church, and I'm like, where, like, how did you, how did you even know that was a part of my past? Like, I didn't think it was really out there. Yeah. You know, and you know, I, I'll, I'll talk but about it. But how did I, how did you and I come to know that? Somehow we both knew, we I, found that out about each other. I would think it was probably my mom. Cause my mom was, been. was never really shy about it. I remember being like, it. I shouldn't curse in front of her. Like I kind of put, yeah. I put down the, the same like, like curtain of respect that mm-hmm. I do with my mom's side of the family which is I try sure. not to take the Lord's name in vain yeah it's like is it a bit you know I try not to curse around them because yeah cursing and saying God are not a, the biggest part of my personality where I'm like I'm not gonna change uh, a thing uh, <laughs> it's like I love my grandma can, I'm not gonna cur- you know yeah. I'm not gonna say God in front of her sure. and like and so I feel like I got so used to putting that down that it just dropped immediately when I found out that your mom was Mormon was and I didn't know if you were or not. Yeah. I think I was immediately like, okay, maybe super respectful, not going to say anything, like not going to make a joke about the mm-hmm. church, not mm-hmm. going to do anything like that, like want to just be really over the top respectful. But because yeah. I don't, I think when we worked together, I was afraid that, it's so funny, I think I was, I, I was afraid and insecure, like, oh no, I hope if she finds out that I don't, that I'm like a lapsed Mormon. Yeah. I wonder if it's okay. going to make her uncomfortable because some Mormons Funny. are really uncomfortable around you. Yeah. If you don't go anymore. Cause they're like, you know, yeah, do well, I say something? Do I ask, do I try to bring them back into the church? What's my responsibility here as a good LDS that's, member? That's yeah. That's what I feel like, you know, with, with people that, um, that are in our crew or whatever, or, you know, just like I said, that I've, that I've met through the business where it seems like, on top of being, you know, they're like, oh, she has a, you know, a, a past in, in this, in this, you know, church. And because we're also in the entertainment industry, that makes it like doubly weird. So then they'll in, in either invite me to their, I don't know what, like their, their building or their ward. Yeah, their ward. Thank you. Um, they'll invite me to their ward and to come with them. And I just, it's so hard because they're, they're wonderful people. I've never, I've never met a, I don't think a Mormon person who hasn't been like overwhelmingly kind to where yeah. it actually makes me uncomfortable because I'll be like, I don't have that bone where you're <laughs> oh, just, no. you know, you're like making cookies and like, here, I'll help yeah. you. And I'm like, oh, well, right. I know. There's so many great qualities about it. Yeah. It's, it's weird to come to that. Um, I think that realization where it's like, oh, this is, this is not for me yet. It's for it's for certain other people and it's great that they believe in that. But how do I, how do I explain to them without making it weird that that's not mine anymore? And even like on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page, I have friends that are, you know, still LDS. And I think, Oh, if I like cuss in something that I say, are they going to get upset? Are they going to like unfriend me? Cause they, you know, are worried. And it's just this weird, like, I'm sure they, they really probably wouldn't care at all. And I'm probably just overthinking it. Well, in my that too. Like I really only have one who's, who's still pretty active in the church and yeah. like he, curses and he sees r-rated movies yeah. I, i'm i'm turning I, I it's almost the thing where you like 
I do sort of like then I just make false assumptions about like yeah. everyone must be fall- like Teresa like everyone must be following it to the letter well yes. maybe they're not maybe they yeah, there are, are things about it version. that work for them mm-hmm. exactly and mm-hmm. that you know they're not like uncomfortable or, or casting judgment mm-hmm. on us at all they might be like completely comfortable with mm-hmm. whatever choices we have or haven't made but mm-hmm. that's so interesting <laughs> um okay well let's get back to you because my god I've been talking a lot about myself too um so okay i want to go back to you i just burped because i am drinking something sparkling guys <laughs> fyi crystal geyser it's been a while since i've had doc brown soda someone just remind me of that um but i always manage to burp on the podcast like <laughs> can't not do it at least once probably multiple times why do i like sparkling beverages so much i've never been able to do sparkling water i uh i don't know why it just doesn't do it, it for came me. on for me later on in life really there's still time. I, don't <laughs> I want think you to it's give a, up. my friend uh, Miranda always like when we're when we go to restaurants, she'll get like the little is it Perrier, uh-huh, Perrier yeah. whatever the little bottles. Well, we're fancy, water. and it looks so cool. I think she looks <laughs> awesome. And I, I want to do it, it so I, bad. No, I remember not liking sparkling water for the longest time, and I also don't really drink soda. Okay, which makes it sound like I, <laughs> all these things. I'm like, listen, I don't really drink that much. Really, Janet, you're that far away from being a Mormon? No, clearly <laughs> not. Um, I don't really drink that much soda. And for some reason, all of a sudden, like I decided that I liked carbonated water. Really? Do you like um, just change do you like coconut up. water? I don't really. I can't believe I live in Los Angeles and I don't really have a lot of coconut water in my life. But hmm. I feel like I drank some once and I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah. And then I just forgot to ever care to drink it again. You got to try it straight from the me. coconut from Whole Foods. That's the oh. only kind that I've ever liked. I it was something that I tried, like I thought, oh, well, I can't do sparkling water, but I'll do like, I'll try coconut water because that's another way to up. be healthy and for, I can feel good. Like, I don't know. I like holding a Starbucks cup. I like holding a coconut water. You know, <laughs> oh, it's just it. how it goes. It. So I had the coconut water in my hand and I kept like, it was just terrible. I couldn't get through like three sips. I thought it was awful. I thought this whole, the world is like living in a lie right now. Yeah. No one really likes this shit. They're just <laughs> pretending like we can all stop faking it. Right. And then somebody was like, have you tried it straight from the coconut? And I was like, I don't know. It like, makes me feel a little uncomfortable. But then I went to Whole Foods, got it. I like chopped the top off and it was very Ooh. difficult. I almost stabbed myself. And then I put a little straw in it and drank it straight from the coconut That's while so watching Gilligan's Lost. Island. Yeah. <laughs> now, does that ha- how often do you find yourself plopping open a coconut? Um, I think it's like a weekly open. thing. A That's weekly coconut so great. <laughs> what happens to the rest of the coconut? Do you eat the coconut I meat? I usually eat like the yeah, meat. Yeah, meat. I get a little spoon and I like carve it out. And it's pretty I good. I do like coconut. Mm-hmm. I think I had the same experience you did. I was like... I'm going to love this. I Mm -hmm. love coconut Mm -hmm. flavor. Mm -hmm. And then I had it and I was like, "Hmm." it's dirt water actually. (laughs) So no, (laughs) if someone just, it's true that whatever was handed to me, if someone didn't explain what it was, I would be like, there is something seriously wrong with whatever this is. (laughs) Cause it's not, one thing or another enough mm. to not just taste like it's something that's off mm-hmm. and not just be like oh well, maybe it's just a taste that i don't like it's like oh this is not a this is maybe something that's gone bad yes exactly <laughs> yeah. but now that i know i need to be hacking i'm stroking my invisible beard now that i know i need to be hacking off an actual top of a coconut do you like <laughs> tropical places um yeah i do i'm uh yeah this is a real coconut specific segue. I get very, I get very sunburned so for too, that reason. Yeah, too. we're both super pale. Yeah, um, I get really sunburned so for that reason. I don't, I don't love tropical places, but I can, I can get down with one. Like when you know that you have a little time off, and let's say you're rested enough that you don't just want to like kind of be at home because yeah. I go through those pockets too. Where do you like? Where do you itch to go? Where are you like? I, I would love to get to blah blah blah. 
Um, I recently had a week off. I had a hiatus week where we had no like promotions, promotional anything, photo shoots, anything. I you thought, guys have so much of that with Nick. Yeah. Huh? Well, the yeah. thing is, every fourth week we have off for a hiatus, and, and, and you know, I I usually start looking forward to the hiatus and thinking, oh, I'm gonna have all I have all these big plans. I'm gonna see all my friends, and then it's like actually you have five days of photo shoots and two days of promo shoots, and it pretty much fills up more than even the work yeah. week. But I had uh, like nine days off in a row and I was like, I'm buckling down. I'm going to do it. I've wanted to go to, to Disney World for 21 years. So I've I did never it. been. Have you not? I've never been either. Oh my I've God. been to Disneyland a million times yeah. and I've never of been course. to Disney World. Disney World's very fun. Um, I think Disneyland feels more like home. I'm sure you I think know the same I'll thing. feel that way. Because mm-hmm. there is, there is going to be, I think people who know I love Disneyland are like, you will enjoy Disney World. You'll love Lo- Epcot uh-huh. and like all the other stuff Epcot that was, isn't yep. like mm-hmm. the weird like when you have a dream and you're like, it was my house, but it wasn't my house. Yeah. That's what I imagine Disney World to that's be. It's like, exactly that's the castle, but that's not the castle. <laughs> that's completely what it yeah. is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh my God. It felt like it was a little, it was a little awkward. I felt like, you know, I should be recognizing the employees because that's what always happens at Disneyland, uh-huh. but I didn't. And I was like, who are you people? Where am I going? I wore a wig so that I could just go completely like... Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm saying this and I'm going to spoil it for my future Disney World excursions. You can't describe the wig. Could have been any wig. Yeah. Could, any, now everyone's just going to be... Everyone's going to be turning wig. people around. Anyone standing who looks like they might have a wig on, they're going to get yanked around by the shoulders. <laughs> oh, you did that? Um, like, I have... Did you, so you didn't do like a greeter or anything? You no. didn't cut the lines? You just went no, incog, just, super incog? I just uh, went for fun um, and you know stood in lines waited was super sweaty and had a great time um yeah what time of year is it was it this moist? was like god what are we in now april i guess it was in <laughs> the beginning of march okay it already was like hot down there like, yeah it was super yeah, hot global warming, it was very guys. sticky yeah <laughs> we're all gonna take yeah. pretty quick here. oh for sure for sure <laughs> um but actually next week i'm going to mexico Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Have you been down there before? Uh, I went down for, I did like a Nickelodeon cruise where they were airing episodes. Uh, they were like premiering episodes of iCarly and doing a big promotional event where we were shooting behind the scenes stuff on the cruise. But I got a free cruise out of it, which was awesome. Yeah. And went with a couple castmates. So that was really cool. And we all hung out a lot. Um, but we went to, I think, Puerto Vallarta for like a day, but it was just a quick, I did like the zip lining excursion pass some banana leaves and then like talk back on <laughs> that was <cruise>. mexico <laughs> yeah what if you thought what if you walked away feeling like mexico was just a series of zip lines <laughs> you know that's how they get around down there they just get around i can only assume i wish they only get around by zip line <laughs> mm-hmm. i kind of wish we could travel everywhere by zip line i know i have my house there's like a little balcony and there you know then there's like the tele i guess the telephone poles and mm-hmm. it like it connects to the people across the street from me and i just have i have this fantasy every time i look out of the balcony to where i can just like <laughs> Put a, throw a hanger over the top sure. and then just like dangle from my hanger and like show up at their house sure <laughs> that's like the mo- the least uh like it's like a spy who yeah. really doesn't have anything to spy on but still needs to do spy maneuvers mm-hmm. just to get like borrow a cup of sugar mm-hmm. i don't think anyone ever has maybe in the 50s people actually borrowed cups of sugar from i one wish another. somebody borrowed cups of sugar now i mean it'd be a better time it's very folksy mm-hmm. it's very folksy <laughs> okay so you like disneyland and and have you been to like europe and stuff you must have um i've been to europe uh a little bit but i've never been to like paris or anything like that oh, and everybody says i gotta go have you been yeah i'm so excited for you to go to paris is it for per- you may everybody never has leave. that reaction though i know I and know. then I have this weird, like, what if I don't like it as much as I should because everybody says how great I it hear is, that. and you know. But you will. And there's, isn't there like a thing where like you put locks on a little bridge? Yeah. What is that? What is That's that? So sweet. And then you like you buy a padlock if you're yeah. there with your sweetie. You buy a padlock and then you like put your initials on it and then you throw the key into the Seine into the river and. That means that like your love will last forever because you mm-hmm. you threw your key into the river until they like dredge up all the keys and mail them back to everyone. <laughs> uh, monsieur, 
You have poisoned our river with your keys. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> no, but it is incredible to see. It's just like uh, endless, 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 like locks on top of locks. Lo- like they, wow. there's no more room on the actual like iron of the bridge now. So you, hmm. if you're going to do it, you have to lock your lock to someone else's lock, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. But, but then, then the cynic like in me is like, on <laughs> those guys didn't make it, so you won't make it. But it would be really interesting. I, wonder if, I mean, you can't, there's no finding anyone. Hmm. But it would be interesting to know, like, I'm so cynical, but like how many. Yeah, what the rate What is. the percentage is of people who do that who are still together. I bet it's like 5%. <laughs> I'm sure. It's terrible. Uh, well, maybe it's, maybe, it's real. maybe it's way bigger than that. But also, like, who cares? Because when you're in the moment and you're feeling that, yeah, I who make the that, gesture. Somebody told me uh, I was going through a breakup, and somebody was like, "You shouldn't." See, I was thinking, like, "Oh God, I can't believe like I I did this for so long, and I can't believe I was so foolish to ever have fallen for this person, and then you know to not be with them anymore." It just felt like you know I wasted all that time. They're like, "Well, first of all, you didn't because you learned things, and second of all, no like relationship that you go through is is a failure because you you take so much from it and it allows you to really." evaluate yourself at that moment and you were in that hopefully you were being sincere in that moment you know if you were if you were deceiving yourself or then then that's a different story but if you if you're in love or feeling that then you know nobody can judge you yeah and that's the hardest thing i think to hear when you're younger too is to give something time because it just Uh, time just works differently and it and i you know being older than you i can say it just starts to move it really does start to move faster and faster to the point where like you know, and I'm sure you've even experienced this, like a car ride that felt like it was yes. forever when you were a little kid mm-hmm. suddenly is like, what? Mm-hmm. But that's 10. Okay. You're telling me that was 10 minutes the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't just take a different route because mm-hmm. that took an hour. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how that stuff starts to like rush together the more experiences you build up. And so for me with breakups when I was a teenager, yeah, it felt like A, I was with someone forever. Yeah. Even if it was like two months. Yeah. And then, yeah, if I felt like I made a mistake... And someone was like, you know what? You might feel differently about this when you look back in like a year. I would be like, a year, please, that's forever away. Yeah, that's I can't, never going to happen. feel that. Yeah. Did you do like relationships a lot when you were younger or were, did it, you take a while to get there? No, I, d- I started really young. Yeah. I don't remember what, how or why that happens. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, no, I wasn't, uh, I didn't really date anybody until I was like 16. Then I went on Was dates. that because your parents wanted you to kind of, they, wanted, they-, they wanted me to wait, um, yeah, I was I was kind of a little boy crazy. Like I definitely could have gone. I could have uh, had some disasters on my hands if you know what I mean. Like just spending too much time pregnant at ten. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my takeaway. <laughs> that's what I meant. Um, but I don't know. I guess because uh, you know I took dance classes, so there were either girls or gay boys in those classes, so no potential there. And I was homeschooled, so no potential there. Neighborhood and, kids. Um, no neighborhood cuties. Nobody. Yeah. Um, my my friend, my neighbor had uh, some brothers that I didn't like at all. <laughs> and then um, my brothers had some friends that I liked, but they were older. Then I started iCarly. And then uh, by the time I was like 16, I started dating a little bit and then had my first like boyfriend when I was 18. Yeah. So it took me a long time. Some of my friends date when they were like, oh my God. So I was in a dance class and uh, all my friends, like a lot of them went to the same public school and it was my friend's 12th birthday and I was so excited. Uh, it was my good friend Renee and I had, you know, we'd all gone to everybody's birthday for the past, like since we were seven years old and it was always, we either had like tea parties, there was like a girl mania thing or like a hair party and everybody do each other hairs or do each other's hair. Everybody do each other's hair. 
but first like, of all, I <laughs> side comment. I I never had anything that was like so organized and themed when I was growing really? up. Everything was just, just like so bowling scattered. I guess. Yeah, if we were lucky, it would be like we're going to golf and stuff. <laughs> Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't feel like we ever had like I like the sound of this sort of like theme and organization. That was of all stuff. them. Mine were certainly slapped together. Yeah. <laughs> my mom wasn't the most organized. Um so then it was my friend's twelfth birthday and I thought it was gonna be like everything else and we were gonna have a great time. And I showed up and it was I was like, Renee, oh my god, I'm so excited. And I could just sense like a weird energy from her. Like um and we're so great. She's actually still one of my best friends, but um it was just different. And then I quickly realized there was a boy there that she really liked. Oh. And then I was like, Oh Megan, like let's hang out a little bit. And Megan's like, Oh, I brought my boyfriend. So I was like, oh. Okay, Katie. Katie will definitely hang out with me. And Katie's like, oh, I'm sorry. I really want to like, I want to see where this goes with Craig. So like, oh and then everybody started sitting. We were at a park, and everybody started sitting in like trees with their boyfriends. So then I went over to the swing set and was just like swinging alone, <laughs> oh, no. looking down. And that was when I first really realized like, oh, it's happening. Like yeah. all my friends are so excited to get their training bras while I'm like doing jumping jacks so I don't get boobs. Uh-huh. And all my friends are starting to date, and I'm you know still five years old. <laughs> and it's so interesting, too, because you ended up doing something that is so grown up in the sense of being on a show and, you know, getting that job at 14. Yeah. But at the same time, <clears throat> I have to imagine that working at a place like Nickelodeon is going to be a different experience than like, you know, um, why am I blanking on her name right now? She's on The Legend of Korra. But the little girl who's I am so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. But she's on Mad Men. Yeah. Um, point being like to grow up in this like where you are the only kid yeah yeah one of the only kids in this this, very adult environment on Mm -hmm. a very adult show Mm -hmm. versus coming in as you know a young person but coming into a kids network where you know the people who are watching you are younger than you or your age and then you know you at least have you know Mm -hmm. co-stars and stuff who are the same age and also like i feel like I mean, my assumption would be that there's just like a protect, there's a little bit of protection that happens on behalf of the network and stuff. Yeah, there is. I mean, they definitely like even before we started the show, they had to sit through like a media training session and like, here's here's how you answer questions. And, you know, you shouldn't say too much about yourself and don't say anything private online like that kind yeah. of stuff. Thank um, God they did that. I mean, yeah. I mean, because none of us even we were none of us had like my back then it was, you know, MySpace was popular. We didn't have MySpace accounts. We didn't have Facebook. So then we were like, oh, well, maybe we'll like get Facebook so we can be friends with each other. And that's yeah. kind of what started it. <laughs> how much had you done before iCarly? Like, um, were you in any way prepared for what it how it changed your life? I was I had I had worked a lot consistently, but never like uh, I had never had like a, that that obviously I had not had that big break, but I had never done like a lengthy job for anything. And I would do the eight day guest spots and then like cry because I left and I wasn't a part of like a family. And yeah. I just wanted to be part of a family. But um, all I had done before I Carly was really, I'd done one guest spot on a, on a kid show called Zoe 101 that our producer actually produced. So he like remembered me from that. Yeah. For I Carly. But before then I did mainly like, dramatics of her i'd be like crying and i was always either abused or like killing somebody or something like really serious i take back what i said about you ending up on a nickelodeon <laughs> really you would be like yeah it was uh, yeah i played like i was like this girl with bipolar disorder i always got the, the weird weird ones that says good things about you as um, an actor it's can't be easy to find a young person at that age that can uh, like pull it off I guess I, I I guess, but I felt like it was maybe just because you had to do such weird things in the audition room that I just like okay I'll screw this. <laughs> you know what I mean I just do whatever but right. um, 
yeah I, I but not like to a be child so prostitute that's so, hey yeah and i but my mom didn't want to tell me what it was that i was doing so she'd be like you're gonna have to wear like really uncomfortable clothes this week <laughs> and the woman's gonna be saying things just ignore the lines that she's saying just like don't listen to them wow and then you just say your lines and i was like how but how do i know when i talk <laughs> like how do i but what do i do mom how do i do that so then eventually she was like okay well here's what's happening and she kind of broke it down for me and i was like oh okay but so that is interesting because that goes it really does go in opposition of everything i say i was saying because you really were it's so interesting i'm i'm just fascinated by the idea of like being in a much more adult world than for example someone like i was when yeah. i was 10 9 yeah. 10 11 12 13 um and so but here i am in this like just regular kids life but i'm like making out with my boyfriend <laughs> who knows why or how they ended up getting like you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and i didn't lose my virginity super early at all but yeah. like i definitely was smooching it up and yeah. like partnering up pretty young <laughs> yeah um and yet you here you are like doing this thing that now to me seems so adult and i can't imagine yeah. the little me like showing up to a set and, you know, being a child prostitute, like being professional about it. And, you know, you know, it's weird, though. I feel like because, I, you know, I feel like you the, your path is so much more mature because when you are like a kid in these really adult environments, you're treated more as like the golden child like oh you're everybody's kid everybody's so excited to have some young blood and like to have the innocent pliable mind that they can like tell everything to and be super sweet to so i feel i feel like i lived a lot of my life filling that role interesting of like oh i'm the kid like i'm the young one and on top of that i was the youngest child in my family so i was always like the little person and then it was it was weird when i started realizing you know once i had started i carly and i was like oh there are other people my age so i can actually have like converse normal conversations with them and i don't have to fill this like kid role so much anymore um that was a a weird kind of transition yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that (laughs) totally makes sense yeah it's like you know what you're talking about Jeanette how did you pull this off (laughs) it's like you know how to describe your own life and your experiences I'm stunned I'm just really impressed do you want to do a couple of these why don't we do a couple of these remember when I was like maybe I'll start with these it's been 50 minutes 5-0 um okay Let's start with that. Now, here's what I'm going to ask for this one. Okay. Uh, is this going to tell me like my future? <laughs> what is it? No, do? it's going to ask questions that you've probably already answered, which is why I was like, why don't I start with these? I never do. Um, but uh, I want you to describe one of these colors. You know, I'm going to spell it out, but I, rather than just calling it blue or like whatever, okay. uh, I think it's funny because these actually say the color names. I think it would okay. be funny if you just describe what you, what like what color like Each what one it is? is to you. But oh. pick one. Uh, this one's like carrot soup. Carrot soup. C a r r o t s o u p. That was a real challenge for me. Pick a number. Um. Do I tell you? Yeah. Uh, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pick another number. Three. One, two, three. Pick one more number. Five. Five. Okay. Number five. Oh, this is a good one. Who did you look up to creatively? And let's do a, like a famous person and then just it doesn't somebody who wasn't famous. Hmm. Like uh, now or when I was little? When you were like a teenager, like when you were, say, 15. Um, I really looked up to... I loved Adam Sandler because I grew up, you know, with my older brothers. We would always watch Saturday Night Live. Of course, he was a huge part of that. He and, like, Mike Myers I was obsessed with. Um, And then I I loved, like, Happy Gilmore and and Billy Madison. And any of those, like, 90s comedies were just my jam. I just couldn't get funnier than that. And, like, you know, the Austin Powers and all that stuff. That's That was – 
and I was watching them when I was too young because my brothers were older and it was it was more like their mm-hmm. age. Um, but I felt like the luckiest kid in the world. I was so glad that I had older, older brothers because I got to see the coolest movies, watch the coolest shows. Yeah. And, you know, nobody was nobody was stopping me because there was one TV and I either watched or went in the other room. So I got yeah. to watch everything. Good old Adam Sandler. That's a good one. That's a real good one. He's so nice. Is he? I've never worked with him, but um, I'm friends with somebody who's very close to him. And uh, every encounter I've ever had with him, he's just like the sweet, like so sweet. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. It's, it's, it's kind of intimidating when a person's that, you know what I mean? Like that great, that sweet, that funny, that it's like, it makes me nervous. (laughs) I feel, except that everyone is like, that's also Jeanette McCurdy. So that's hilarious (laughs) that you would say that. All right. Now you're limited to, uh, I guess the colors that are written on here. Okay. I'll go, uh, I'm going to go pink. Great. P I N K. Uh, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One. One. I'm going to go for it because I don't know what one is. Oh, see, now this is a tricky one for you because it doesn't really work. Okay. But this will be fun because it will be an exercise in what you think you would have been like. Okay. In high school. Okay. If you had to fit in with a clique other than the one you mainly identified with, what would it be? The world is your oyster. This can be like Ooh. whatever you want. So, okay. So I feel like I'm, my, I mainly would have identified with some sort of like outcast because when I was like 14, 15, I was still wearing clothes from like, you know, children's place limited to like, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I didn't know how to do my hair. Like I didn't your shave hairs, my legs. Please. You didn't know how to do your hairs. <laughs> my hair. <laughs> oh, um, but if I wasn't with them, then I would probably be with like, God, I wouldn't be theater. I wouldn't be like, what do they have? They don't have Glee Club in, in college or high school. Well, they? they might. Yeah, they might. Like, yeah. Maybe I would have tried yeah. that. Like something yeah. where everybody's just. I kind of always, but I, I loved singing so much. I, I kind of envied my friends who were in like chorale or yeah. choir and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a, that's a really tough question because it makes you think away from immediate stereotype and into like nearest. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's I a good know. answer. Chorale and I, in Glee Club. There you go. <laughs> Um, all right, I'll do one more. Do you have a preference on Minnie or Maxi? Ah, uh, Minnie. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because Maxi sounds immediately gross. <laughs> um, oh, this one's so small and cute. Okay. Oh, blue. B L U E. Uh, three. One, two, three. Five. Five. Lucky number. Fiver. Describe your most regrettable fashion choice. As a teenager. Oh, dear God. did love the picture that you sent me. I did send you a pretty amazing it's picture. It's gorgeous. Um, but I wore... Okay, I was going to the Scott Pilgrim versus the World premiere. And I was very excited. It was like a last minute thing. I think they just... I think they had said... like I think my, my publicist at the time had like submitted my name and they had said, like, hell no. And then I think like <laughs> last minute they had more tickets. So they're like, sure, oh, you can come. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, I went and I went with a couple of my castmates, but I didn't have an outfit plan because I had never heard back whether I was going or not. So I like wore this horrible like purple frilly shirt. Um, and it was from Express, a place I typically really like the clothes from, but that shirt was just not not suitable for me and like these skinny jeans that didn't go with the shirt at all. And then these shoes that like closed over my, f- it was just, it was so <laughs> atrocious. I will probably have to send you a picture of that because it I'm was very excited to see it. Oh my God. And I did my own makeup and I had just started doing my own makeup. So I had like a really thick, like black cat eyeliner that Aww. just didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> it and to be did doing not that work. in the public eye too. Uh, exactly. Like all of my mistakes were in private. at the biggest moment of iCarly. Like, yes. uh, 
it was so bad but uh, i think it's oh, so, well. I, I don't know again i maintain that like those humbling moments as long as you don't you know spiral into a place of like i hate myself if you're just in a humble place where you're like yep totally dorked out in front of everybody <laughs> you know then then that's going to be the thing that keeps you like grounded um yeah. i can't oh hi it's right here everybody's <laughs> fine i thought i was gonna have to get up and like make you i was wondering what was happening what is she what kind of stretching is she doing what a weird stretching okay <laughs> i think i just um released a, a small burp did you <laughs> muzzle top you're not even drinking sparkling <laughs> it was a sympathy burp for yeah. me to try to make me look better i appreciate yeah. that you're welcome not gonna happen <laughs> i'm still uh looking grotesque all right, let's get into some mash. Um, God, I feel like I almost started asking you some. Here's a wow. This just came out of completely nowhere. This is completely out of nowhere. Ooh, I don't even know really what the question is yet. Okay. I like to tailor my mash questions to kind of stuff we've been talking about. Okay, but I don't know for some reason this just popped into my head. Although I do know which one I'm going to give you in a second. This just popped into my head. <laughs> Name. Did you dress up a lot for Halloween? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Give me three Halloween costumes that, a la the old Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, I really don't know where this came from, um, you get to actually become one of your Halloween costumes for a day. Okay. And give me three. Three. um, Eloise, do you know who that is? I do. Lives Um, in the hotel, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, The problem is I was her when I was 12. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then... I was a Jawa from Star Wars oh, with my brothers. Wonderful. All three of us were Jawas. And uh, I was a Ghostbuster. Oh, these are great. <laughs> I would love to dress up as a Ghostbuster. Good job. Thank you. How did you... Well, that seems like a lot of gear. Um, yeah, it was a lot. My mom was all was all about the Halloween costume planning, and it would start like in September, and we nice. would just go wherever we needed to go, Goodwill or Michael's or whatever, to get the, the costumes that we needed. Oh, it was a big... Great. Were you and your brothers all thing. Ghostbusters? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. maybe the cutest thing I've ever heard. If you have any <laughs> questions or any pictures of that, I'll be very, very excited. Okay, next question. Um, I've It's been on hiatus a little bit because I've had some guests lately who haven't been that excited by it. I don't need to worry about that with you. Three <laughs> Disneyland rides that become real in some way. Ooh, Space Mountain. Great, great, great. Um, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. God, that's such a fun ride. Yeah. And Haunted Mansion. Great. I feel very, very good about my choices there. I feel great about your choices too. <laughs> Haunted Mansion of all of them was definitely the one where it was like, if there was only a way for me to just be here. Like you don't, when you're little, you don't think about it as like a ride where they turn all the lights on. Yes. Just mm-hmm. I just wanted to like really get down into that dining room where that like cake was oh and my all God, the dancing yes. spirits and stuff anything See that's far enough away are, yes. you're like i want to get close up mm-hmm. i wish so bad if Ugh. i had like three wishes from a genie i'd probably wish to just like meander around like a yeah. disneyland ride for a little bit just I to know. see it you know Take i it agree and i don't but i don't want to see like i don't want them to turn the lights on i just want to have it all to myself yeah that's all that's <laughs> mm-hmm. all we're asking mm-hmm. it's not much to ask mm-hmm. um okay number three is going to be uh three totally different completely different from what you do now careers that like in an alternate universe you're doing and they're like easy so you don't have to worry you know if you if you're like i have a ranch uh, no one's saying that that means the stuff that makes you you know your neck and your back hurt because it's hard work <laughs> it's just the fun stuff <laughs> won't overthink it yeah i'll um i would want to be like an astronaut great um i would what if you just to- made them only match your disneyland answers <laughs> I would be an astronaut. Indiana I would Jones. be an explorer. <laughs> and I would be a ghost. <laughs> oh, okay. No, sorry. Astronaut. Um, maybe a, like a research scientist. Mm-hmm. They had that brain. And an interior designer. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
and relatable to my life. Okay. Um, next question is you can perennial favorite question of mine. You can access a food that you love, um, with a snap of a finger or twitch of the nose, bewitched style. Um, it can be as, it can be just like something you always wish you could always have, Mm -hmm. or it could be like a very specific thing that you, you know, is like, Oh, in Memphis, there's this blah, blah, blah. Delicious. Okay. I'm going to say um, cookies and cream, ice cream. Oh, what particular brand do you uh, get most excited about, if any? Uh, Baskin Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> gold I medal, say, I'm a gold medal ribbon girl myself. I've never had that. <gasps> what is it? It's vanilla ice cream with a ribbon of hot, uh, like not hot fudge, but a ribbon of fudge and a ribbon of caramel running through. Ooh. Yeah. Can you get that like at the store? Is that like the specific? Is that? I think you have to go to Baskin Robbins, which oh, I've not okay. set foot in a Baskin Robbins. I don't know if they make it anymore. I walked past one today and I had a little moment of a fantasy, yeah. but I didn't go in. Yeah. Mm, you know. I know. Uh, okay. So ice cream, I would say a, like maybe an eel avocado roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Great mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And because I love how it makes my teeth feel and I love the taste and I have like two a day apples. Oh, I love that you started by saying you love how you make your, it makes your teeth feel. That's mm-hmm. so specific. Maybe I don't eat enough apples. They're very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent some time talking about apples on a recent podcast. I can't remember why, but I named like 10 of them all. I was really? like, I don't eat apples that often. <gasps> Gayla, I know, lady, the pink lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why am I? How do mm-hmm. I? Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to do this. It's a, a midstream three uh guys that are uh, i mean it's great if they're like famous in some way yeah uh that is either your husband or your boyfriend um oh. could be for it could be like somebody who's you know it doesn't have to be based in reality it can be okay. somebody who was you know young Cary grant or got it i would say um jimmy stewart yeah i would I'm say right ryan gosling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm gonna say God, I want like a I want a funny guy, you know, like maybe uh, Jim Carrey. Great, 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 great. I thought maybe Adam Sandler for a second, but I was thinking Adam Sandler, but he's such a family man. I feel like yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> I he's your buddy. Away. Yeah, he's like your uncle Adam. <laughs> um, okay, these are great. I just burped again. Don't worry. Um, okay, what about a skill? A skill that you wish you had that, like, if you woke up tomorrow, Matrix style, it was just all downloaded into your brain, and you're like, oh, sweet, I can do blank now. Three. Ooh, I wish that I um, was really good with like algorithms or like solving a Rubik's cube. I can't believe you used <laughs> one of your wishes on algorithms. Your brother would be so proud of you. I uh, I had dinner with him yesterday, and yeah, it was killing me the way that he was talking about things. <sighs> um, so that's probably why. I would like to. Oh, I'd love to be like a concert pianist. Mm-hmm. Great piano, got it. And I would love to. Couldn't it be like a superpower? Yeah, sure. I want to be not? invisible. Great. Mm-hmm. This is a that's a motley assortment of choices. <laughs> right? Pretty wonderful. Very different. Pretty wonderful. Okay. Um, now that I know you like interior design, this is interesting to me. You can add a room on to your current house. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what room it is or why. Mm-hmm. But three. What are they? And what is the style? One is a. Uh, because I saw a friend of mine who had one and I was so jealous. I loved it so much. A huge room that's just a walk-in closet with glass cabinets. Great. Um, so I can see everything and not gorgeous, you know, sift through all my laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do a, oh, I do like a private, I would do like a private, 
like a jacuzzi room. Mm-hmm. It's not like a bath. It's like I got a jacuzzi and like a like a spa, like a, like a mini a spa, spa room. Yeah, mm-hmm. mini spa. Great it, great it. <laughs> <laughs> My hairs. Uh, <laughs> mini spa. Got it. Got it. Great. And I would do uh, a gym. Nice. Nice. I'm going to regret that one. If I get that one, I'm going to hate myself because I'll never go there. (laughs) I'll never go there. No, I'll leave it. I know. Oh, you know what I do? I have a better one. I would do like a, um, a candy shop. Oh my God. That's great. Right, Like a Willy Wonka style. Oh my God. Way to think out of the box. I love it. (laughs) Wonka. I'll know exactly what that means. So the uh, opposite of a gym. (laughs) The uh, the absolute. (laughs) At least the polar opposite of a gym. Amazing. Um, And then I'm going to round off with the classic, but with a twist. Um, You have a vacation home somewhere. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw it at you. Could be totally fictitious place. Okay. Like. Tatooine or, okay. you know, mm-hmm. uh, Middle Earth, whatever. Uh, I, I got to come up with some better examples because whenever I do this question, I can't. For some reason, those are the two things that come up. I would They're pick neither. Fictitious. I would pick neither. Uh, or like a real place. Okay. I'm going to say um, Hill Valley from Back to the Future. Amazing. And I am going to say uh, Arendelle from Frozen. Oh, I've not seen Frozen yet. Oh, my God. Oh, no, you have to. It's I'm so good. I'm a fool. Uh, and I'm going to say... Uh, Moss Eisley. Wait, what? Who? Moss Eisley from uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Which one is that? Where's that? There's like a cantina. It's like dark. There's oh, is cool that from characters. the original Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, it's called Moss Eisley? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe you just out-nerded me on Star Wars. <laughs> I can't look at myself in the mirror ever again. This is horrifying. Okay, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to pause this. Okay. Do some math. <laughs> okay. I'll come back and reveal your 100% guaranteed right. future. All right. Okay. I'm recording. Wow. That was a scary moment. Um, uh, this has gone great. Also, I don't remember the marker being that smelly. <laughs> right now I'm like, <laughs> you just pass it. I can't really see the page. Jeanette. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't even know where to start. There's so much great stuff here. Because we were just talking about it offline, I want to congratulate you on your alternate career of being an interior designer. Yes! All right. So that's exciting, which explains why you had the extraordinary imagination and fortitude to create your own little candy shop (laughs) in lieu of a gym. I love it. In your home. It's very I'm so glad I didn't go gym. I am so (laughs) glad you didn't go gym also because you totally would have ended up with it and been bummed. Fantastic candy shop. Um is if that weren't enough, you can also conjure the most delicious cookies and cream ice cream. Oh, Drop yeah. of a hat. Mm-hmm. No ramifications to your physique or <laughs> uh, figure in any way. Um, I want to also assure you that plenty of adventure awaits for you in real life Space Mountain. <laughs> which is cool because that basically means you also got astronaut. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you got a you In a way, I really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of... You kind of uh, like you beat the system is what I'm saying. <laughs> and also you're a real life ghostbuster. Okay. So that's almost like the haunted mansion came alive. So you kind of like it's I almost tied an it all in, in a way. And as if that weren't enough, you also enjoy a mansion. Thank you very much. <laughs> in Arendelle. Oh my god. Yeah. Things are it's really perfect. kind of amazing. Um <laughs> uh, also you're great at algorithms. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. That's just the thing you're great at also. It's just the hobby. As if that weren't enough. As I sit in the mansion. Yeah. Listen, all of your hobbies are so adventurous that like I could see how your regular life is so adventurous that sitting down in front of an algorithm probably feels like the only break you get. <laughs> um, and you can enjoy all of these things and more with your husband, young Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> it's perfect. So major, major applause. <laughs> you did it. You really did it. You knocked it right out of the park. Wow. I That's a good happier. mash future. It's a really good mash future. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Is there anything me. that you felt that we didn't cover that you would like to say? No, this was this what is if very like, thorough. I'd like to explain quilting. <laughs> we need to go back to coconuts for <laughs> just a while. <laughs> I could, I would. Uh, no, this is so fun. Thanks for having me, and it's My been pleasure. it's so peaceful here. It's such a nice like. I don't know. It feels Thank very... you. Yeah, I feel it's the it's a good like spot to not go crazy in this town. To sometimes. think, yeah. yeah. I walked in and I felt like at ease. It's very rare. I also drugged you. There's a little (laughs) gas that comes in. The second I open the door, you're immediately gassed by like a weird sort of like nitrous oxide. I could be doing a sharp. It's a a Sharpie. I could be doing dental work on you right now and you wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, Well, that's great. Well, uh, uh, I'm sure, boy, you know what the best part is? is It's occurring to me now that I monopolize that entire conversation that a bunch of your fans are going to listen to this and be like, who is that girl and why did she not shut up and let Jeanette talk? But I do want to welcome those young ladies in uh, and young men and say thanks for listening. Um, Thanks, guys. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and and you guys know, you guys keep uh, in close contact with Jeanette so you know where to find her. That sounds super (laughs) creepy. But my point being, but anybody anybody who's listening to the podcast who isn't familiar with you um, can see you on uh, your Nickelodeon show. It's called Sam and Cat. It's called Sam and Cat. It's on uh, Saturdays. I don't know what time. Great, great, great. I also have no idea when the cartoon I'm on on Nickelodeon ever airs. Can't ever be helpful in that way. Perfect. Um, And uh, and you're on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's just my name. Uh, It's spelled funny, but if you just like Google search it, you'll You'll figure it out. You'll get it together, everybody. We believe in you. We know you've got it in you. We believe in you we love you good night good luck as always the jv club theme song is back before we were brittle by the amazing say hi now leaving nerdist.com 